but the other person is like I told Reverend Miles, we have an attorney, he's our co-host, and we will not subpoena you if you tell us straightforward the things we would like to hear. <laughs> and uh, uh, Keith, if you would, give uh, our folks another number, because we couldn't reach uh, Dr. Thomas. Police station is where there was 
a lot of drug activities across the street. Uh, um, there was a prostituting places across the street. And uh, I'd like to say that Morning Star had a real big, big, big hand in development uh, police station. And uh, back in the I don't know whether you remember the not, but there was a, there was a, uh, uh, HBO came, 85% or more came from right that neighborhood. That was when we had the crosses, crosses up when the largest number until last year of census murders victim was there. And, uh, and with the police department and us, and we started working together and making a heck of a difference in that area. It's a lot different now. And now, the most exciting thing, most exciting, most exciting, yeah. is that uh, uh, since uh, this year, we've given out over 120-something thousand pounds of food, vegetables, toiletries, uh, to persons, and then even greater than that, we we are moving towards the seventeen thousand vaccines that coming from uh, that center. Seventeen COBA vaccines, seventeen thousand. In fact, uh, I would be willing to get excited about possibly saying that more COBA vaccine has come from that area. And possibly any one area. I know that they did about 8,000 over at the uh, uh, ballpark, and I know that there are different groups go around doing so many in different areas. But any one area, any one address, I would probably say that we possibly close to number one in the whole state of Missouri. So, incredible. Just incredible. Well, how were you able to do that? How was your congregation able to pull that together for this year? Well, it was so exciting. You talking about the COBRA vaccine? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, good. Uh, one of the things that happened, uh, we was always, I think, first on Truman's uh, list for testing and then Truman's list for vaccine. And so okay. Truman came to do their first uh, vaccine uh, at uh, Morning Star. It was so amazing. They allowed us to just watch what was going on and they gave us the grand privilege of just being there to see while they were doing vaccination. Well, uh, after they left, uh, it was so amazing um, that the governor, I understand, had one of his staff members to give me a call. And uh, we've established a pretty good relationship uh, with the governor, I think, and uh, he asked him to give uh, me a call. And so the staff member that called wanted to know if was it possible that we could uh, uh, lead the way to get back to the community. If we couldn't do it uh, all, uh, that we could help set up uh, several places. Well, so amazing, they were expecting to do about 100 Five today. Uh -huh. We had things together so well until we moved from 125 to about 150, and then from 150 to about 200, and from 200 to about 300, 
And our maximum that we've done from the center is uh, uh, 561 vaccines in one day. Incredible. Uh, and I want to thank Gail Hart, uh, who is uh, the CEO for Luke, L-I-N-C, and uh, my daughter, who is, who is the uh, uh, executive vice president for Luke, and uh, for them coming together, uh, working with us. So we sort of teamed up and linked, put about, uh, allowed about between 20 and 30 persons per day to come in to call people, not only to call people, but to keep records and to be able to put all their records together. If they were uh, calling them to get a vaccine, calling them to check and see if they were on their way so they would not miss Boy, 
Now, this is a serious yes, but I see, uh, I think we have given 80, 80 percent of, uh, maybe 90. Wow. Wow. That, that is just incredible, Evan. That is just incredible. I mean, when you think about a population who has got to have the vaccine, I mean, we're so far behind with everything else, whether it's you know, healthcare, education, employment, uh, all yeah. the opportunities that people need. Uh, this is just wonderful. This is just wonderful. Right. right. And you know, just talking about employment, I want to thank Clyde McQueen and his staff. They have worked with us since we have been up, and uh, this is going on. Uh, we've completed almost our fifth year of having the center up, and Clyde and his staff, they have brought, this is the exciting thing. Uh, they brought young people in, 13 and 14. They couldn't go anywhere else and get a job. And <laughs> we've been able to some people that uh, Clyde uh, had to bring to us. We have uh, some of the young people that had worked through this program that they are five old students at the school. I said four old, I said five old uh, students. And they. Yes, and they are still there. Wow, wow, that is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. You want to enroll in the community in which they live, and then they can earn a living, or at least you know yeah. make make some money. Yeah. Put it like that. Yes, <laughs> and we have a number. Of, go ahead. And that is one of the best, uh, community chess teams we ever want to uh, meet that comes uh, to the city. Now, they have not been uh, since the pandemic, but before that, they were winning tournaments. We have a, a whole group of trophies that these uh, young people have won playing at chess. And it's just, it is so exciting. So, uh, one of the things that we must be about in the community is making a difference in the lives of people from babies, from the cradle to the grave. Make a difference in their lives. Give them hope. Let them know that things can be, you know, just be real in them. Yes, yes. That is so true. That is so true. And I'm making a number. Uh, I'm making a number. I'm going to have to put you on my list. Uh, I have a list about, oh, 15 or 16 attorneys. And so often I ask them to help people and this how much. Uh, well, uh, well, they would have taken, I said, don't it for the Lord. So I'm going to have to put you on my doing it for the Lord here. Yes, sir. Please do. Please do, Reverend. Please do. That is part of the duty that we owe, uh, not only to humanity, but to, uh, to, to the people, to the people in our communities with whom we've been and continue to be. So I'd be honest. Thank you. Uh-huh. Just, just, do you see some of the partnerships that you uh, have been able to form around COVID, you know, whether it's with the police department, the fire department, uh, the school employment council, or other churches, if you see those are going to be continuing things or continuing relationships, even after the distribution of this initial dose of the, band, of the virus vaccine? Uh, I really do. I've talked with people who are saying that they won't continue. Uh, the police department, uh, they really are uh, already working with us in a continuing effort. And then the county, I want to mention the county, let me express, they are so involved. And 
And when I say the county, I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking from, about the county exec, county legislature. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the county, the prosecutor, uh, Gene comes out and, uh, and literally, uh, pass out food during the days that we are blessing people with food. Uh, some of the legislators, pizza was out last, uh, Wednesday, uh, this past when Ron Finley comes out regular. Uh, uh, so many and Frank White, which is Morning Star's history about 50 years. Uh, he comes out. All of them are involved in making a difference in the lives of people. And, and I, I think you can see, and this is the truth, you should see the depression on Ron Finley and and uh the when they come out and, and even Frank has an outdoor. So excited, so excited. And let me tell you something, we've been uh I had some other things out and working as a continuous relationship. Uh Gary Barson, who is the past CEO of the light company, he says, anytime you need to talk, don't ask me to do no paperwork, don't ask me to raise anything. But if you got one, we can help pass out some food or help uh, dig in the garden, uh, help plant something, get it ready. So you call me and I'm on my way. That's the past CEO for open uh, in hell. Um, wow. Then uh, another one that comes out every so often. Uh, Mark Austin on Town 4. Yes, yes. Get involved. It's exciting. Every time his, his mother comes up from Texas, whatever we are doing as far as neighborhood feeding or uh, whatever, he makes it, his mother tells him that she wants him to bring him over to Reverend Miles so he can get involved. <laughs> oh, that is phenomenal. That's Lisa Pulaski, Brenda Pulaski, that Pulaski family. Oh, my God. It's, a, it's, a, it's so exciting. Um, to be uh, um, around these people that want to do the things that I love to do, and that's to make a difference in the lives of people. If you just tune in, you listen to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. We have our attorney, Mr. Chapel, and we have the Honorable Modest Miles on the line. Do we have any other guests standing by ready to come on too? Anybody on the line? Okay. Uh, why, why no, it's okay. I'm sorry. You haven't heard Dr. Howard yet? Dr. Bernard uh, Howard? No, no, I have another number for you. Someone asked for that. Okay. Well, no, I hey, go ahead. Someone called. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt. Keep going. Hey, Keith. Someone called. Someone called. Mr. Howard is on the line. No, I asked. Remember? Sound like I hear his voice. This is Dr. Howard. Good evening. Uh, that is Dr. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Dr. Howard, how are you this evening? I'm doing good. Good evening to all you gentlemen. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. As you can hear, we were just talking with Reverend Miles, uh, listening to all the great work that this congregation is doing within that community. And, and now, I know your voice. Uh, even when you're not speaking, I swear I hear you talking to me, Reverend House. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for folks who may not be familiar, would you would you introduce yourself to 
my name is Vernon Howard. I'm a native Kansas Cityan. Um, have uh, lived here pretty much my entire life. Uh, answered the call to ministry at uh, the St. Stephen Baptist Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Was licensed and ordained there under uh, the great prophet uh, of Kansas City and this nation, uh, Reverend Mac Charles Jones, and uh, continued my ministry and calling and uh, currently pastor the historic St. Mark Church at 1101 Euclid Avenue here in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, was blessed to have as a mentor people like Mac Charles Jones and Reverend Sam Ernest Mann, Reverend Nelson Fuzzy Thompson, and uh, others, uh, including uh, the great Reverend John Modest Miles, who's been on with us today and have been humbled and honored to serve as president of the uh, Southern Christian Leadership Conference of Greater Kansas City, of course, the civil and human rights uh, organization that Dr. King himself and a group of Southern ministers started uh, in 1957 uh, here in the country. And uh, I'm proud to uh, uh, be able to, uh, and humble, to uh, serve the Lord and and, uh, and stand in the, in the tradition of uh, a great uh, human and civil rights freedom struggle here in America. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you. And, you know, of course, I've had the pleasure of, of knowing you and knowing the work that uh, the organization you know, Can you tell us what the SDLC is doing now? And, and, and be sure to include how folks can get connected. Sure. Well, well SDLC, um, the local chapter here in Kansas City, uh, was started in 1972 uh, by now. U.S. Congressman Emanuel Cleaver and uh, the great, uh, late Reverend Kenny Ray. And I was appointed as executive vice president of SCLC in 2014 uh, by Reverend Fuzzy. And then upon his passing in 2015, uh, it is uh, then that the board asked me to serve as president. And over the course of those six years, we've been very serious about bringing systemic and structural change uh, to the city, the state of Missouri, uh, and the nation. One of the first things that uh, the Lord led me to do uh, with the uh, wisdom and support of Bishop James DeCentral Sr. and Reverend Samuel Ernest Mann, uh, without mentioning uh, those two names, uh, you're really not talking about SCLC in Kansas City. And the first thing that uh, we were guided to do is to lead a petition initiative drive uh, to uh, change the laws uh, here in Kansas City regarding minimum wage. And so we were able to do that in 2017. Uh, we led uh, a uh, living wage petition initiative, gained the signatures necessary, placed it on the ballot, and the goodwill of Kansas City energy six and a half, ten voters, six and a half out of ten voters said yes uh, to a $15 per hour living wage ordinance. That's on the books right now in Kansas City. You know, Rod, a lot of people are talking about uh, the federal minimum wage moving to 15. Kansas City, as a result of SDLC's work, uh, already has a $15 per hour living wage ordinance that's being blocked by the Missouri legislature. And I know, Rod, you know a whole lot about that. <laughs> in terms of the battle, uh, that we face there uh, with the legislature in Jeff City. Uh, but that's, that's 
one of the examples of the work uh, that we've done in Alliance. I know that we have uh, our chairman, Brother Keith uh, Thomas, on the line, chair of the Friday morning breakfast meetings with the Urban Summit. That's part of the coalition building and work uh, we've been doing. Uh, listening impressively to Dr. Miles about uh, making a difference in people's lives. That's so true. And what we focus on is the systemic and structural change. Uh, we try to focus on law and policy change and reform within the systems of government, including the KCPD, including uh, the council, city council, Jackson County government, and private and public entities, because we believe that until we begin to change the systems and structures, when we begin to look at changing the rules, uh, it is then when we will have less people uh, coming to our uh, food pantry, less people needing clothes, less people needing housing, when we make the kind of systemic and structural changes needed to make this uh, a more fair and just society. And so that's what we've been focusing on, along with the living wage ordinance, uh, Attorney Chapel. Uh, we also, around that same time, uh, turned our attention, as you know, to the systemic and structural inequities around Medicaid expansion. I was one of 23 clergy around that same time, around 2014 and 15, uh, which really started the movement for Medicaid expansion in the Missouri when we were arrested uh, for civil disobedience. We decided that the systems and structures of the delivery of health care will no longer, not under our watch, uh, continue to uh, prohibit the working poor from having the quality health care that they need. And, and so we were insistent upon that. And in the spirit and the tradition and the methodology of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and SCLC, we engaged in a civil disobedience campaign. And I'll tell you what, uh, Rod, you know that you were heavily involved and so was Cecilia, Bells and Patton and some other folks and pushing that issue across the line last year. And uh, as you know, Attorney Rod, of course, the legislature signed to block that too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and making that same method. Seems like whenever we try uh, to build those kind of systemic and structural changes, that would lessen the number of people who are houseless. That would lessen the number of people who need clothing and who need food and who need shelter. Uh, is when we get uh, the pushback uh, from that. And so, but we continue to fight uh, with regards to living wages, with Medicaid expansion, uh, and of course, we partnered with the Urban Summit, uh, whom I speak for today as Executive Vice President, working with Bishop James DeCenzo Sr. and the Urban Summit. And here's an example of the systemic and structural change we're talking about, uh, that the Summit and SCLC, again, with another petition initiative, went to the people, got the signatures, put it on the ballot, ran the campaign in conjunction with the uh, Urban Summit, in conjunction with Freedom Incorporated, in conjunction with this broad-based coalition, and was able to get past what's called the Central City Economic Development Sales Tax, where there is $10 million of economic development funds set aside to leverage for economic development projects in the urban core, in the places uh, where Dr. Miles is doing such a great work, between Independence Avenue on the east 
uh, I'm sorry, on the uh, north, and Gregory Boulevard on the south, Indiana on the east, and uh, the Paseo on the west. And that area that includes the poorest of zip codes, our work uh, has now brought, uh, is bringing $10 million a year economic development project. Again, systemic and structural change uh, that we hope makes a difference. And so we've been continuing that work. And uh, of course, one of our most uh, recent victories uh, with the renaming of a thoroughfare that was named predominantly after uh, white Kansas Cityans, some of whom uh, were part of a very uh, mean and um, uh, oppressive systems toward black people uh, in the history of Kansas City. And uh, those three names now are, that's right, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. And so we're fresh off refresh off that uh, victory. And, and of course, as you know, Attorney Rod, that represents the second victory yes. <laughs> of a Martin Luther King yes. Jr. Boulevard here in Kansas City. And, uh, and our chairman, Brother Keith Thomas, knows that well. Not only did we win it once, but you know Rod Chapel, God is a good God. He brought us yeah. back and we won it twice. And so uh, we uh, we praise God for that. So we, we've been hard at work. We've been hard at work trying to make a difference uh, in in transforming structures for economic development, uh, transforming structures uh, with respect to the provision of quality and equity health care uh, for every Kansas City and everybody in the state of Missouri, and to educating the community and lifting up the principles of, uh, of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on National Council. If you just tune in, you're listening to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. I'm your host and uh, executive producer, MC Richardson. I would be remiss that we have dedicated this particular show to the memory of uh, Harry P. Red uh, up at uh, 31st and Truth, Heron, and also the late Teresa Brasky. She was, both of them were the co-founders of the uh, Ty Cobb Development Committee, and they put together from, nine, from 2011 to 2018, the Horace Moon Indian Festival. And what's happening today under the leadership and coordination, hopefully, of the Missouri Humanity Council, that they will have that much needed Native American museum right there between 31st and Linwood and Truth. Right down the street, if you don't know, on 31st and Horace, used to be the headquarters of What's that famous guy? Walt Disney. Now, the other person, Rosa M. Davis James, who was a, you're talking about a person who could make things happen, a charter member of the United Minority Media Association. She also was an active member of NAACP, one of the starters of uh, Black Agenda. Rosa is somebody that came here from Raleigh, North Carolina, and she has made her mark here. And with that, um, going back to Teresa and going back to Harry, uh, that is also the Osage uh, Indian Trail on 31st and Truth. So since we made this little commercial, let's go back to you, Rod. All right, all right. Well, uh, Reverend Howard, can you tell us? Somebody call me. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, this is Marty. Uh, I just wanted to... <laughs> 
Uh, we are blessed to have great minds here at SDLC uh, like that of Dr. Howard. I mean, without uh, SDLC, without the Urban Summit with that awesome mind, this window, uh, we would not be able to get the NAACP. We would not be able to get the thing done. How would awesome mind? And, and, and different for people like that, like him and us, to help us to move forward with what we need to do in our community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's these organizations in conjunction with the church that are making Kansas City a different place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reverend Howard, can you tell us, um, and, and we talked about the Urban Summit, are there initiatives that, are, that you see on the horizon? Where should we be looking? So right now, um, Rob, we've got uh, several, I think, human and civil rights crises uh, that face uh, our community right now that we're, we're having to uh, mobilize around. And the first thing we have to do is we have to stop police from shooting our young men in the streets. And we can not continue uh, to live in uh, a society where, again, the rules are written in such a way that all an officer has to do is claim that he or she feared for their life uh, and they are justified in taking the life of a young black man and young black woman. We can no longer do that. This, this is not a time where we can oversee, as a civil rights organization, we cannot oversee and be silent amid laws that enable officers to do such to our children. We can't do it. So we continue to work. We thank God uh, for the legislation on a federal level that U.S. Congressman Emmanuel Cleaver is involved in and that others uh, are involved in. Uh, the John Lewis uh, Civil Rights Bill. We know that that's passing through and coming to bear, and that's going to help. But, Attorney Rod, as you know, if there are local law enforcement agencies who do not effectively and efficiently pass reforms that prohibit, number one, and then number two, create policy change that prevents officers from doing this to our people, then we will continue to have civil disobedience in the streets. We will continue to have to surround the community and ask questions about how to keep order so long as young black men and young black women are dying. So we must continue uh, to do that. We cannot go on the way that we are. The second piece, and, and we are mobilizing in Kansas City with what is called the Urban Council, which brings the SCLC together, as Dr. Miles was mentioning, along with the Urban Summit, along with the Urban League, the National Black United Front, and right. the NAACP, uh, to leverage ourselves together so that we can make a difference uh, and bring the kind of systemic and structural change uh, that's needed. Uh, but the second piece is, um, uh, Dr. Chappell, right, we have got to uh, make sure that there is quality education for every child uh, in, in Kansas City. Without the adequate education, uh, young men and young women are coming up without the adequate tools to compete in a very competitive uh, workforce, uh, in very competitive and high-tech industries. And so we must begin uh, to look at how 
we address that issue as we have in the past as a as a black people in our struggle as a civil rights issue wherever there is any child that has a less than equitable quality education than another child in another district then that is something that is a civil rights violation it is a civil rights issue and we must continue to elevate that to the forefront and there's nothing more important uh, than those two things at this juncture Here's the other thing. When we talk about where we go from here, um, we cannot talk about where we go from here without quoting the man, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who wrote his book in 1967, a year before he was assassinated, titled Where Do We Go From Here? Here's what was important to him when he was assassinated in 1968. He said, and I'm going to be quiet and pause after this, Rod. He said that we must get to the point in American society where every person that takes the responsibility to work for a living has a guaranteed annual income. I'm going to say that again. Oh, yeah. A guaranteed annual income. I'm going to say that yeah. one more time. A guaranteed annual income. An income that will allow every family, if you take the personal responsibility to work, then there ought to be a guaranteed annual income that we have. Now, 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 Attorney Rod, I have the audacity to believe that we can do this. Okay, Attorney uh, Rod, you know, after listening to these dynamic uh, two speakers, I'm getting kind of hungry, and they got Mr. Keith Thomas here that has the Urban Summer Breakfast. Tell us the purpose and how you think that is, Keith. <laughs> well, well, unfortunately, uh, so the MC, uh, this is Saturday, and uh, we don't have breakfast over the phone. <laughs> Excuse my voice, and uh, thank you. Uh, uh, I am Keith Thomas, Keith Martin Thomas, from the yeah. chairman of the uh, Urban Summit uh, weekly uh, weekly breakfast meeting. Now, that does not mean, I'm just going to start a little bit, I'm about to take a sip of water, Excuse me. First, give an honor to God for the present uh, visionary aspect of our founder and visionary Bishop James Kendall Sr., who 13 years ago, but this would be our 14th year, uh, saw that there was a need for our urban area and signature community to, uh, for us to come together and, and share information among our urban uh, community uh, on a more common basis other than annually or just happenstance. So the visionary of now and just the urban summit came about where it came out of the weekly communication. Uh, so uh, we developed a concept of meeting on Friday morning with breakfast. So the one thing we'll get together <laughs> is with breakfast. And so we initially started with our community, uh, our breakfast at the, uh, uh, excuse me, at uh, Bishop Chenna Community Center, uh, which was uh, uh, Metropolitan Spiritual Community Center in 1229 Buffalo. And uh, fortunately, we expanded beyond that, and uh, with the graciousness of Pastor Miles, when they completed the uh, Morning Star Youth and Family Center, which is then mm -hmm. uh, probably over about a 
year, I think now, we he allowed, he was basically allowed us to open up and uh, meet over there at 12, 27th and Wabash. And then also, then of course, uh, beyond that, uh, COVID came about in March of last year, uh, but that didn't stop us. You know, that did not stop us. We uh, had been meeting for at least a year uh, by uh, Zoom, uh, excuse me, or even by phone, but definitely by Zoom, uh, virtual, which is uh, we can continue to meet at 8.30 in the morning, 8 to 10, uh, it's Friday morning, and most, most Friday mornings. And we are able to communicate and uh, with uh, the issues that are most important to our urban area uh, and in our community, and we do not uh, apologize for that. Uh, we have uh, revised our, our, our summit as far as now. We have definitely, uh, Dr. Heisman is the executive uh, vice president. Uh, Bishop Kendall is, of course, our, our president, and we have a we have a second vice president, which is Dr. Reverend Dr. Stan Archie. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, uh, we have Dr. Treasure also. We have a full board. It's always been a board of the Urban Summit, and it's a 501c3 board. Uh, but we also, as far as I'm trying to narrow it down for our weekly aspect, we have created, created what we call, it's called sales commonly known as committees, and there's sales, as we decided to call them sales, and uh, the sales have chairpersons and have other individuals that join those chairpersons to help come up with certain titles. The titles of the chairs are, excuse me, health and mental health, housing, crime and reentry, economic development, youth engagement, and the African connection, which is part of, uh, uh, and education, I'm sorry, I don't want to leave that out. We just had a, a fantastic two-week uh, uh, presentation of our uh, education cell, which is Dr. Linwood Tahi. But one thing with the cell, the uh, chairman, chairman, our woman, so Nina Howard was the chair and still is the chair of the health, uh, and they invite guests onto the uh, presentation for the period of time that we have. Most of the time we have two to two weeks to a month to for that sale to present their presentation on that particular Friday. And they're excellent and has been and will continue to be excellent uh, presentations and issues that most most definitely need to be known <coughs> upon our urban community, not only just for uh, organizations, but individuals bringing information to our community, to, to our community, for our urban summit and our urban, urban, urban community. I think it's been really good. Uh, one thing positive and good with this COVID, with this Zoom, it expands information to people who cannot get out and or stay at home, and so you can still exposed to uh, to information. We look forward to where we're able to get back together personally. So that's where the yeah. blessing that we missed 
Mr. Mr. MC, uh, people that can ask poor, uh, poor uh, excellent people who can answer the question. Uh, Mr. Mr. MC, this is Scott Owen, uh, GM of Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio. Uh, I do have a uh, a comment from Mr. Corey Richardson. He says, "MC, I'm really interested to hear how we can get other ethnicities involved in our movements going forward." I think we will continue to fail as long as we push only one narrative. And that was from a Facebook chat on the uh, F-U-S-A-H-T-R uh, 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 F- page of Facebook. Well, t- tell Mr. Curry Richardson, a relative of mine, that we'd be happy to answer that at next week's uh, show. Do we have anybody who want to type in on the Facebook or the... Uh YouTube, as it relates to the three fine gentlemen, oh. Reverend Miles, Reverend Howard, and Mr. Keith Thomas. And you can reach that. Uh, you can reach that on the Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio uh, Facebook page. Okay, Mr. Folks. Also, you know the show can be heard and also seen on Facebook. As God just said, we also can be seen on, on YouTube and also on Twitch. And also on our uh, Ferguson USA Hot Radio.com. Uh, you can also participate, as Scott just said, in the chat rooms you have there. And uh, uh, or, like I said, oh, you can just listen to us on your cell phone, any electronic device. Uh, we, we can be heard around the world. And today's program is being heard around the world. Now, do any of you gentlemen want to ask one another a question or provide an answer? They speechless. Do y'all hear that? Well, <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I I, I can certainly. Uh, Attorney Rod, are you still on? I am. Yes, sir. Okay. I, I I can I can certainly continue my thought. I said uh, I was interrupted a little while back, and I can continue yes, my please. thought. You asked the question: Where do we go from here? Here's yes. what's going to elevate America to a greater level of justice uh, for the working poor, no matter what ethnicity. And that is if we get to the point that we understand that this nation has the wealth, the technology, uh, the ingenuity, the education, the knowledge to ensure that everybody that works earns a living wage. And when we do that, we will see murder and crime go down. Uh, We will see mass incarceration go down. We will see uh, crime go down. Uh, we will see a lot of the domestic violence go down. We will see a lot of the mental and emotional health issues uh, that are associated with stress and anxiety and hopelessness. We'll see all that go down when we have the moral courage and the political will to ensure that people who pick up trash, people who sweep the streets, uh, people who clean up hotels, who wash dishes, uh, people who do the real hard labor, in our community that oftentimes is thankless 
when we elevate them, which is our moral responsibility, this is what Dr. King said, a guaranteed annual income for everybody, when we have the moral courage to do that, then we will see the nation rise uh, to the levels of, uh, of majesty that I believe God has ordained for. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you, Dr. Howard. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and, and when we talk about moral courage, and, and, and anybody can speak to this, but Dr. Howard, I think you're exactly right. We, we have got to take full measure of who we are and who we can be as a society. And we can do that by standing together. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about it. And, and we can do it. The, the, the way that we have advanced in technology, uh, the way that we have pulled together in this nation and handled this, uh, this COVID crisis as um, uh, Dr. Miles has so eloquently discussed, uh, we can do anything as long as we have the moral courage and as long as we have the political will to do it. But we must have the will to do it. And, uh, and I believe So join in with Dr. Howard. If we work together and pull together and put all the entities together, uh, yeah. we can make a change. But we can, uh, we can do. Uh, we absolutely can do nothing. And we and it must be a lesson to to every group, police department, and all of them that uh, uh, we must work together, not work apart. You are the same. As we are, there is no difference, and there must be a deep respect for each other if we are going to make a difference in our society. Certainly so. And thank you, Dr. Howard, for every word. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's right. That's right. Uh, Keith, what do you see in the future for freedom? Well, for Freedom Incorporated, uh, we have just, uh, have, we have a new, uh, president, Rodney Bland. He just came into office, uh, this, uh, in January. And, uh, I believe that he has, and also different board members at that point in time. So we look forward to what his guidance, uh, to, uh, continue to rise and stay politically involved. And we hope that, uh, and know that we've been around for some 55 years now as the only black African-American political organization in, in the nation that's the sustainability in that fashion. So uh, yeah. I pray that we will continue to carry that torch and we will continue to follow his guidance and be supportive of him uh, with his leadership. You know, once and again, we're about to run out of time, so if each and every one of you provide uh, contact information. And if you want to be reached or you need volunteers before we close, this hour goes by very quickly. It does. It does. It does. It does. It does. Reverend Miles, did you start us off? John Modest Miles. Modest Miles, 816-923-3559. Please do so. Leave a message and no answer. Nine eight one six nine two three three five five nine. Thank you so much, and Reverend Dr. Howard. Uh, yes, sir. So those who uh, might desire to uh, reach us, you can do so uh, digitally if you like at sclcgkc.org. That's sclcgkc.org or eight one six five four seven 
Long time coming, but I know 